0: Hey there, Pure Report listeners. Rob Ludeman here, welcoming you to another episode. And today we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Pure Report. It was about a year ago in May when we launched this program. And now 30-something episodes later and many guests and topics, uh, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary. So I thought it would be a great idea to bring back one of our early guests, Mr. Kevin Rickson who is the product marketing manager of our Evergreen program. Uh, We have a great talk all about Evergreen, diving deep into how it works technically, some of the subscription options and features that our customers get that sign up, a new offering around FlashBlade and some new TCO models. So stay tuned and you can check that out. Also upcoming, Pure will have a huge presence at Cisco Live in San Diego running June 9th through 13th. So if you are heading out that way, Uh, Please do come by and visit the booth to talk with our pure experts around our alliance with Cisco and specifically talking around FlashStack, our converged infrastructure product that we uh, that we build with Cisco. And beyond that, Accelerate. Accelerate Pure's annual conference. Registration is open. The dates are September 15th through 18th. We would love, love, love to see you there. And if you're interested in what the content catalog it is, we've already been publishing sessions that are approved in the content catalog. So go and check that out. Do a quick search for Pure Storage and Accelerate 2019 and go in there and check it out. And We'd love to have you register and see you at the show. And with that... We'll head on to The Pure Report and Kevin Rickson. Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I am your host, Rob Ludeman, and it's time to bring the orange. And this is a special happy birthday edition. The Pure Report has turned one year old as of this episode. Ooh. I know. And, and with that, we're bringing back one of our earliest guests, our Evergreen Product Marketing Manager, Mr. Kevin Ricks, Kevin, welcome back.
1: It's great to be back. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. And before we get on with you, a quick thanks to to all those that uh, that listen and subscribe and your feedback, and uh, thanks to uh, the team that produces the podcast to uh, Alex and and to Max. And uh the digital team, so Matt and Norm, the folks in Dusty who got the page up, we'll just we'll just you know give a shout out to them right here before we get going. But Kev, we had you on a, literally almost a, a year ago. Yeah, you were one yeah, of the was. early guests and we had a great chat about Evergreen and kind of lot's happened in that area, yeah?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a very eventful year. Uh, we've added a few things on to Evergreen in that time. I think when I was here last, we had just expanded our right size guarantee. That's right. And now we've expanded some of the features out to our FlashBlade product, so it's a multi-product environment as well. And we've certainly seen a lot of uh, competitive uh, action going on with some of the other legacy storage players Trying to get into the game
0: as well. So, yeah, and that's kind of why we went. We're going with the often imitated, never duplicated as the uh, as the theme or the title of this podcast. I like that choice. That's, that's truly that's that's truly kind of what we see. Where I think competitors have caught on, right, to this goodness that we've been offering since since the beginning of the company. Yeah, but really, it's it's challenging to replicate.
1: Exactly, and you know, just the the easiest way to think of it is because Evergreen is a combination of. I mean, it really was one of the founding principles of Pure. When our founders set out to create a different kind of storage product, it was all about, well, what can we do differently? And what were those pain points that people were facing with legacy storage, you know, technology, how they dealt with vendors, all those kind of things. So it's a soup to nuts approach, both in the technology as well as the business model side. And, And that's really where a lot of our competitors fall short because they're really just looking at, You know, it's like an iceberg. There's parts that look above the waterline that um, they think, oh, well, you know, we can add a marketing program that that will be evergreen like. But if they're not having that actual underlying technology, the modularity, the agility that, uh, you know, the the goodness that is pure backing it up, uh, they can only go so far.
0: And that's really the key, right? I mean, it, certainly you can offer business programs and, and marketing programs and leases that kind of look and smell, you know, like an evergreen thing. But it's, it's really the underlying technology that is at the heart of what we can do that also makes it difficult for them to replicate.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when if you break it down into its simplest components, it's the fact that we've got a modular architecture. It's a stateless software-driven architecture. Everything has been designed from day one to be modularly, you know, swapped out uh, so you can grow, you can improve, you can upgrade. And um, given the fact that it's very simple to do the software updates as well, you know, it just gets better and better over time. Evergreen, as it's known, is known for more the, the business model side that really helps that with Investment protection. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, just there's no penalty toward realizing, hey, you know, I'm running out of room, or I would love to spin up these brand new workloads and applications on Pure and take them off some of my legacy storage. You, we love to hear that. So, no, we sure, want to sure. incent our right. customers to do that by making it painless for them, not only on the technology side, but on the business side as right. well. Right. So, that, that's the essence of Evergreen. And, you know, it's again, it, getting back to Pure's founding principles, it's all about doing right by our customers. And, you know, while other companies may talk a good game around that, I think that's one of the things that's just borne out every time we look at another win report internally mm-hmm. or we talk with our customers or we see a case study. And then especially in things like our net promoter score, you know, what comes up all the time is Pure is an easy company to do business yeah. with. And one of the main proof points that people use for that is Evergreen.
0: It's simplicity. Yeah. Is there ever, a you know, going off course a tiny bit, is there ever sort of a I'll believe it when I see it? kind of aspect that we run into with prospects, right, that are looking at this thing going, oh, come on. Almost all the time. It can't, it can't be that <laughs> good, right? The, you could say that, but right. how does it really work? Come on, tell me.
1: Well, and, and it's completely understandable why. Right. Because everyone, you know, it's not just once bitten, twice shy. It's, you know, uh, people have been bit a million times in the IT world by vendors who overpromise.
0: So that, well, and historically, how have these things been done? So, then, right? you know,
1: in storage specifically, um, you, you, there may be an ability to expand a particular storage technology, mm. adding right. more, you know, using the old parlance drives, disk drives, and nowadays maybe flash. Uh, but even then there would be limitations on that and God forbid that you needed to actually increase the performance or the throughput or the, you know, the capacity ceiling of a storage product that would require literally ripping out everything and putting a brand new storage product in there. That's the way legacy storage has operated for the last 30 years. Um, and, you know, the reason that that's still the case today with a lot of the other legacy storage vendors is even if they've moved completely into the all-Flash world, you know, they've built that from the ground. They've built that using that technology that they had before. They didn't have the luxury that Pure had of building everything brand new from the ground up using the idea of Flash. And then, again, that overriding, you know, uh, core principle of making things as simple as possible for the customer. right. So, you know, the the way people have been bit before is okay, now uh, my array is 4 years old. You know, I would love to be able to expand it, but I'm not sure that I have the budget for it right now. But now the the uh, other companies coming in and saying, "Well, we're going to raise your maintenance by fifty percent, or a hundred percent, or two hundred percent," because they're basically trying to get customers to go through that mm-hmm. big mm-hmm. rip and replace right. and rebuying right. everything. Uh, so you know, customers are really feeling like, "Boy, I'm I'm just uh, in a in a no win situation here." You know, and all of Pure's business model is designed to you get rid of that whole psychology completely. So we have things like flat and fair in Evergreen, which means your maintenance is never going to go up no matter how many times you, um, you renew it and your uh, technology can always keep growing et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. Pure is actively trying to solve a lot of those problems.
0: Well, and I love what we solve for the the, the the people that are managing and maintaining the storage, right? And we solve some of their key core problems. But what I always find eye-opening is going to some of these events and and talking with uh, some of our customers and understanding the impact that we have on other roles in the org, you know, the folks that are managing the databases, yeah. the folks that are managing the applications they have outages at times, but they don't really know why or how right. cuz they're not always that close to, you know, to the people they're managing the infrastructure. And so what I love is, you know, is hearing these stories about how the apps people were pleased now because you know, my apps just stay up and running. I can meet my SLAs and the, yeah. D- the DBAs spend less time worrying about coordinating with, you know, 10 different, 12 different groups to figure out an outage window because they've got to update, you know, upgrade the density and the performance exactly. and all these things. It's it's very eye-opening, the, the impact that cascades throughout the org.
1: You know, and, and that's a great point because in the end, storage is just a means to an end. Yeah. What you're trying to do is keep data flowing through your organization. You need to make sure your application users can get can get their jobs done because that's the reason we've got applications sometimes it's literally serving up data in an analytics type situation but normally there's applications running and especially in this day and age of hyper virtualization and trying to pull things down onto the uh, smallest amount of space possible and with the least amount of management and overhead needed to run it you know that's what pure was designed for simplifying that storage part keeping it up all the time even when you're going through a a generational upgrade that's now going to deliver three or four times the performance on your application because again, that's the other thing that people worry about. They they want to know one, can I get to my applications? Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing these IT notices that you know the application's going to be down and it might be convenient for North America but not for Asia Pacific you know, or <laughs> in the 24/7 24 7, my business. Yeah, exactly. Global. There's never a good acceptable. time for downtime. No, exactly. No. So you know, and that's why we're able to deliver six nines of availability, the technology takes care a lot of that. But then, you know, the idea that we can back that up with a business model that allows people to, you know, not only um, keep the investment and protect that investment within storage, but also deliver real savings, not only again from that, that CapEx rebuy, which, you know, again, evergreen has been proven time and time again. And we've done this with uh, using third party numbers, not making up our own, Right. where, you know, if you do an apples to apples comparison of us versus other technologies, the fact that you're avoiding that rebuy in year three or four or whenever that storage refresh cycle usually happens, you know, that's saving you minimum 30% right off the bat. And then it just gets better from there with exactly what you were talking about. Now you don't need as many bodies managing the arrays and managing your storage. Yeah, they can be the, working yeah. on all these other value-add right, right. key the IT projects. Things, you know, yeah.
0: the, the, the things that get a little squishy to quantify, right. they're a little harder. It's really easy to quantify 30% right off the top on a forklift upgrade. Yeah. But, you know, what about, well, we've got, you know, 40% fewer people that are having to manage and maintain these things. All right, well, yeah, I guess we can quantify that. Yeah, it's a little a little squishier.
1: Exactly. And you asked about, okay, the the whole uh, prove it to me mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. mindset that, that people have... The best way aside from actually using our products and going through an upgrade and realizing that was the easiest thing I've ever been through in IT uh, is to do the total cost of ownership modeling that we've got and using our TCO tools, which are not black box. This isn't a trust me exercise. Um, It's, if anything, um, (laughs) probably more complex than it needs to be. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be extensive. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, there's nothing proprietary in it. We share our Excel models with our customers and with our products prospects so that they can feel comfortable that, you know, again, this isn't just marketing hype or marketing fluff. We are showing them in their exact environment how much they're going to save over six years or nine years or 12 years or whatever their time frame may be, no matter what their competitive situation. Maybe they're just starting with one small array and they might grow larger later. You know, um, again, we keep coming back to even when our competition is vastly trying to undersell us mm-hmm. in the initial sale, we're still saving the money even in the short term, even in year two, you know, at most, certainly by year three, when those upgrades normally happen, evergreen time and time again So it's truly
0: people. an ownership model, right? I mean, this gets yeah. beyond the acquisition, the, well, I'm going to undercut you guys by 40% and, right. you know, you should buy our raise because we're cheaper. You're not cheaper. Right. You're you're just not providing value. Exactly. Right? And this is where this is where the value comes in.
1: And and I think, you know, people in IT do understand that. Obviously, yeah. you know, when you're working with your procurement department, you have to be able to cost justify things, but that's something else that we can help with. Mm-hmm. But in IT, people understand the value of this is going to make my job easier. This is going to require much less operating expenses going forward because I'm I'm gonna be able to devote you know the three people that used to be full time on storage now too are building a data lake, yeah, or some yeah. other value add, yeah, activity. something,
0: some yeah. some other kind of project. Um, I'm curious, and I don't think we did this last time um, when you know a year ago. I would love to peel back the onion and go a bit deeper into in just a little bit on kind of that that how it works, mm-hmm. right? Just you know, a layer back technically because we use the term non disruptive upgrade. Right. Right. And there's multiple things that you can upgrade. You know, you can upgrade software and capacity and and controllers. But how's that all, you know, how does that function? Right. When you get down to that, starting with, um, I don't know. We'll do a lightning round thing. Some people yep. told me they like this lightning round thing. So, uh, so Fire go away. with controller upgrades. Okay, like perfect. What, what, what goes on there?
1: Well, and that's where I was going to start anyway, because perfect. the way that we've designed our storage arrays, the controller is what has the largest impact on performance, on I/O. You know, it it you know so that has the control the um you know uh, the actual logic processor in it. You know right, the CPUs. Right. It it has all the I/O in it, etc. So just by swapping out controllers. Uh, even within one family, because we we have a uh, family that goes from, you know, very entry level all the way up to something that can have three petabytes of effective storage in one array and deliver amazingly fast performance. So no matter where your needs fall in that line, by swapping from one controller to another, you may start with a very, you know, small workload. And what we often see with our customers is uh, pure arrays you know, if, if there's that talk of data gravity out there, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. data just keeps growing, growing, and more. Well, Pure Arrays are like workload gravity in the <laughs> sense that because it, they're so simple to operate, um, our customers tell us time and time again that they want to keep putting more and more of their existing workloads, new workloads on Pure. So, um, what happens is they may need more performance or they may be hitting up against a capacity ceiling that one of our entry level uh, like the x ten, let's right, say, yeah. yeah, so now they want to move up to the x twenty. That's a simple um you know, controller swap, and that not only does not require you taking down. Uh, The whole array Um, you swap them one at a time and because of our uh, stateless design It doesn't even impact performance because one controller can Deliver all of the performance the amazing performance that we have on a standard basis so that you know Helps you in redundancy if there's any errors or issues like that or if you're running an upgrade so that's that's the how of it Um, the the why and and how we're able to deliver this in terms of uh, the the investment protection, it comes in three different flavors. And all of these are going to be included in what we call our evergreen gold subscription. Okay. So the way that we go to market with evergreen I mean, as I say, Evergreen is, it's almost like a state of mind in a way that we do things. It's part of the architecture, but there's also a business model.
0: And yeah, that's where we start, right? I mean, that's that's the beginning. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah.
1: what you actually buy is an Evergreen subscription. And okay. we have two, the gold and the silver. And um, they all have amazing things in them, like our right size guarantee that we talked about last time. That basically ensures that you're going to get just the amount of storage that you need. Uh, again, not worrying about what the underlying data reduction rate or mm-hmm. is or anything like that. It's literally, you need 100 terabytes? We're guaranteeing you're going to get a hundred terabytes or we'll keep adding stuff in. All sorts of other things that go along with that. But on Evergreen Gold, we have what most people know us for, which is free every three. So every time you renew your three-year Evergreen subscription, you are entitled to get whatever the latest and greatest generation, model, et cetera, of um, controller that's most analogous to what you have now, you're going to be able to swap out your old controllers for your new. So that's kind of like having an insurance policy in your back pocket. I was going to say, that
0: sounds insurance-like.
1: You know, just like, um, you know, most storage uh you know most storage is getting upgraded on about a three four at most five year cycle so this way you can upgrade every three years and stay modern okay but most of our customers are actually using something different that we have in evergreen gold which is called upgrade flex and that's like on-demand upgrades okay okay um it allows you to get full trade-in value for those you know again same scenario you're moving from an x10 to an x20 um the the skew is set up in such a way that it basically Already has subtracted the full value that you paid for that X10 from the cost of an X20 and a qualifying amount of uh, of capacity. Because again, the most of the time when people are needing that controller upgrade, it's not just like, "Wow, I'd you know it'd be nice to move to another controller." It's because they're putting more and more workloads on there, yeah. so they're growing it, so they need more capacity well, that anyway. Was kind
0: of, that was kind of a question I had, you know, related to the, the upgrade flex, but also. You know, and I don't want to go back to the other parts of the gold, but again, a little tangent because this is how my brain kind of goes is, you know, beyond that, what are the, I mean, are they, do you find that it's the trigger events, which are what are those, right? Or, or are these typically things that are planned? Or is it some kind of mixture, right? Something's happened and now, oh, we need to go take advantage of that because we need to add more workloads or we acquired a company right. and now we need you to know bring that, in those workloads, I guess. It, Rob, know, that,
1: that is such a great question because the answer is it totally depends. It depends. And the reason yeah. is, is because every customer situation is different. We notice trends in there. Like I said, we came up with Upgrade Flex not just as a way that you could – You know, easily move between controller um, steps in a family, but also across generations. So that might be another pull. It's not just that you've got more and more workloads or your workloads are already growing, it might be you want to take advantage of the new WizBand whiz-bang features of the latest generation of our controllers. So this is how most of our um, customers have moved, for instance, from our first generation, the well, second generation, but our first truly large product, the uh, 400 series, to our last generation, which was the M. And that's what they've used since our last conversation Uh, just about a year ago, we introduced the X. Right. So that's how people have been moving from the M to the X. But the compelling event, it could just be that they're growing. It could be that there might be, you know, a very specific feature that they want. uh, Or maybe they want to take that array and use it for something else and now they're going to buy another array too and they want to make sure that they're all at the same level. So they're going to upgrade and expand. It totally depends. It's that agility Mm -hmm. that we're trying to deliver to our customers. They decide what works for them? And then we try to match that with business models that will recoup their investment and protect their investment as you know whatever the situation may arise.
0: okay, all right. that helps. Yeah, I figured it was more of an it it depends type of thing, right. But it is interesting, I think, for listeners to hear some of the different permutations and 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 variables. I guess the summary is, it's flexible to do on your terms, right. depending on what happens. And we're looking to, to match you with your situation and, and the ability to, to upgrade what you want, when you want.
1: Exactly. And, you know, something like upgrade flex, that's really hard to do if you don't have the underlying technology, mm-hmm. uh, because that would just be absolutely cost prohibitive for most other vendors to do it which is why they don't offer it. You know, the only thing that's out there is basically some type of controller trade-in or credits for new controllers. And most of them have copied the free every three model where it's, okay, We're you're gonna have to wait three or four years or something like that and then we'll let you do it once maybe. Um, and there's really nothing else that's like upgrade flex where on demand you're gonna get full value for what you're trading
0: in. Okay, what about density? We'll go to the second piece like that, the back to the theme of, you know, how does this work? What is it? You know, again, controller being... The engine, right. if you will, but people care about the density, right? Yeah. If the workloads are growing, and, and data certainly is growing, right? We all know density that. Density, and it, there's right?
1: a lot of news these days about new flash technologies. Right. So, right. That's, so the idea here is we have a program called Capacity Consolidation under Evergreen Gold that allows you to trade in. Let's say you've uh, had the array for a few years, and when you first bought it, it had lower density flash. Maybe you could fit... Uh, Uh, 40 terabytes in the in the first version of the of the array. Now we've got much denser flash where you could fit 180 terabytes in the same space. Uh, You know, maybe you've grown the array and it's now, you know, we've got incredibly dense flash and, you know, we can fit a, a very large amount of effective storage in just our standard 3U you know three rack unit right. box uh but we do have ex- expansion shelves and of course if you've got an older generation product you know as flash gets more and more dense you might want to not only while you grow buy more and more flash you may want to trade in some of that older lower density flash we give you um investment protection on that as well so basically you're going to get at least a 25 percent discount um uh, with that flash, and so you can get up to the entire value of what you're trading in uh, if you're buying four times. So you know, four times yep. twenty-five percent equals one hundred percent. So basically, right. you know, and and many customers have used that, so you don't have to rebuy any terabytes of storage. The other thing that you know I haven't even talked about in the architecture, we always design our new controllers to work with our old flash. Okay, so that's another thing that a lot of our competitors don't do. They may offer controller upgrades, but there's absolutely no guarantee that it's going to work with the flash that you've already got. Or you might be limited to, you know, last year's version of the uh, of that controller to be able to give you some sort of. Performance boost,
0: or then it becomes a double dip, right? right? You got it. You want to upgrade your controllers? Oh, sorry. Well, here's the quote. Exactly. Here's the quote for your capacity upgrade as well, even right. though you didn't necessarily want to do that.
1: Yeah, and nowadays, especially that the X is an all NVMe box. We are we actually pioneered NVMe flash mm-hmm. with our direct flash modules uh, three years ago. Uh, But now what we have is the, and that was in our M, so our last generation, uh, but we have customers who are using capacity consolidation to swap out a lot of their old SaaS technology um media for direct flash and for the performance benefits that you know nvme has so you can have a fully nvme not just in the controller but in all your flash and now you're getting you know three times the performance almost with oracle you know two and a half times the performance with sap you know real benefits on that and then not even to mention the fact that we're uh we've got um uh, our direct flash fabric, which is nvme over fabric, which yep. is even better
0: and a lot of development in that area right. that's, that's that's going on yep. um, that's going on right now um, the last one and this is the one that, that always is the most interesting to me is around software updates right because when you get into doing software updates, I just got off a call about an hour ago where we we're talking about you know a, a very large enterprise prospect, but that they have huge massive software update windows yeah right like hours and hours and hours. Right. And so whenever you hear software updates, oh, well, you know, it's patching and that's going to take forever to do. I'm I'm always amazed that the software updates are something we can also do, you know, seamlessly.
1: Exactly. And given the fact that the state of especially all flash storage today is it's so much about the software. First of all, you don't want to get nickeled and dimed when you're buying your uh, storage array on software. So all of our array software is always included. Right. There's basically one line item for your array. OK, it's going to have, you know, the, the, the array model, the capacity and all of the software that runs on the array is included, including future releases. So as long as you've got an up-to-date, whether it's gold or silver. Right.
0: One of those subscriptions. Subscription, exactly.
1: You are going, you know, which is analogous to maintenance and support. You're going to be paying that anyway. Sure. Right? And the level that we provide, not just on our, you know, on software. So future release, future um, major benefits, like our clustering technology, um, active Active cluster, cluster, you know, and all of that, that was delivered to our customers without any added charge. You know, try that with EMC. I don't think you're going to get the same response. Even if there's some array software that might be included on initial um, purchase, there's always some carve outs. There's always add-ons. Certainly yeah.
0: with replication, right? That's tab- right. that's always been you know sort of an add-on and and other various features that are there. So yeah.
1: And our philosophy is if it's meant to run on the array, then it needs to be included.
0: Yeah, you got to include it. Yeah. You got to include it. Um, perfect. Go back to gold. Was there anything else you wanted? You know, we touched on the gold subscription level and, and free every three and upgrade flex. Any other aspects of that, that that are worth I I want to make sure people have a good contrast, yeah. compare, and contrast between gold and silver if they're getting into that consideration. You know, what do you get for, with one? I think silver is still a very robust offering well right so both uh
1: you know so uh what we talked about in terms of upgrade flex so that's anytime controller upgrades uh free every three which means at minimum at least every three years you're going to get upgraded controllers and then capacity consolidation for trading in either low density or you know toward newer um technologies of flash those are the main things behind gold uh included in both are going to be you know all of our software array software is always included um the what we call our flat and fair maintenance so it's not going to go up over time evergreen maintenance which just means that you know as long as you have a value we, we don't we don't sunset or end of life our products if you want to keep it you can stay on it now you know, most of our customers wind up moving on to the newer technology because we make it so painless, yeah, yeah. both from a technical and, and business standpoint. Um, and then the other key thing is that both of them include a much higher level of support that you have to pay a lot extra for from our competitors. In fact, when we tried to do some good apples to apples comparison between them, you know, first of all, there were a lot of things that just weren't there, like being able to get, you know, second level support right away. Not someone who's going to sit there and go, well, let me try and understand your problem. Someone who can actually start working on any issue that you have. By the way, on our support, more than 60% of our support tickets are generated by Pure. Because one of the other things that we have in there, exactly, Mm -hmm. we have this idea of proactive support with our pure one environment where arrays phone home and let us know what's going on. We can use that data uh, with the meta artificial intelligence that we have skimming all that data to find out where problems are occurring and then see if it might be happening in your array and let you know before it actually happens.
0: Yeah, which is a wonderful thing. Well, there's another pure one thing I was going to ask you about earlier. I forgot to jump on When, when when people are considering capacity upgrades, pure one has the capability of of doing, you know, workload you model and analysis and exactly. modeling like what's going to happen in the future based on what's happened in the past. You right. find folks use that to, to plan out their capacity. 100%. Upgrades. And yeah. then they can yeah. figure
1: out, can we wait for the free every three? Uh, do we need to get more capacity now? Do we want to go through an upgrade flex? Because if we're going to be hitting up against the seal, you know, agility. It yep. all comes down to agility, <laughs> both IT agility and business agility. Uh, one other thing I wanted to point out when you asked about silver and gold, yeah. you know, uh, we've talked a lot about Flash Array, which is our flagship product. But we we have another product called Flash Blade, mm-hmm. which is just a huge hit in analytics, in backup, in so many different uh, areas and workloads, and we have extended um, our investment protection to FlashBlade as well. We, since uh, it has a different technology, it doesn't have the discrete controllers, so there's no way to just you know swap out a controller and get performance boosts. Uh, it's designed to be, you know, infinitely scalable because uh, you can actually have up to 75 blades in a in a five chassis yeah. configuration in one logical unit now. Um, given that type of bandwidth, we want to be able to offer the ability to trade in lower density blades okay. toward higher density ones. So we launched uh, just last month our capacity consolidation for flash blades. Awesome. And that gives uh, the same level of, uh, you know, uh, investment protection that we have in our capacity consolidation for flash array. Aeros- So basically, um, you know, we have the SKUs set up in such a way that you can get it to work if you want to trade in, you know, um, half of a chassis of uh, our lower eight terabyte blades, for the higher capacity 17 terabyte blades, you know, you can get full investment protection on that.
0: Well, and that's important because that's where the hypergrowth in data is exactly I mean not that the traditional apps and those things aren't generating a lot of data. Right. But when you get into the analytics and the AI and the ML and the 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 simulation space, right? We're doing a lot of things with simulation. That's exponential data growth. So the ability to do those capacity upgrades there yeah. is, is fantastic.
1: And and that's all included. Uh, we basically only sell silver uh, for Flash Blade again, okay. because it does a different technology. It doesn't have the controller upgrade. So it doesn't make sense to have the gold product there. So that's included uh, in anyone's silver, um, uh, you know, subscription today.
0: Fantastic. I guess the last thing we, we we should mention is that we've done a couple podcasts in the past with with Kevin Liebel also on your team who manages the Evergreen Storage Service. So, yeah. you know, if folks are interested in exploring how m- most of what we're talking about applies to Uh, you know, shifting to an OPEX consumption model, uh, you know, basically where you tell us what you need, what capacity you want, and then we work on an OPEX. That's something that you can go explore in those other pods. I don't, you know, you don't need to roll through it here because we've done those in pretty good detail, but I think it's the the way that we developed Evergreen that allows us to go and offer a really value add program like that from an OPEX perspective as well.
1: Exactly. If we didn't have the Evergreen technology underneath, we wouldn't be able to deliver ES2 Mm -hmm. Evergreen storage service the way we do. And just the same way it would be difficult for us to deliver the Evergreen, you know, subscriptions and business model the way we do.
0: So one last thing, let's be a little controversial and have some fun, (laughs) right? Let's have some fun. We, 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 uh, you know, call to action for folks before we get into this fun, controversial part. Um go check out the TCO tool. I think that's that's really where you can get really a good three-dimensional view uh and plug in the data that you know about and and get an output and see, you know, from from real-world scenarios what what we might be able to do for you. But in terms of being a a, a little bit edgy, what would you ask people to ask their existing vendors if they're not running pure? Like what are those questions that are going to make them kind of go, "Well, I'm not sure." Um, that are based on what we can do with Evergreen.
1: Exactly. I I think for all of them, it really comes down to, you know, almost all of them are trying to do something along the lines of a controller trade-in or maybe a full system trade-in or something along those lines. Uh, Dell EMC, for instance, has a, they, I think, put it under a performance uh, use case. But the idea is you can trade in an entire system. Uh, I think the real question there is what value? Am I going to get for that? Uh yeah. if I have to trade in my whole system, uh you know, is this pennies on the dollar cuz a lot of what we're hearing is it might only be about 10% small percent trade yeah, in value. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, where versus pure, where we're giving you 100% value, investment preservation, yeah. right? Exactly. Uh, for HPE, I think you know the the real key question there. Uh, th- there's differing things whether it's three par or Nimble, but you know, are you going to be able to get the next generation or whatever the absolute latest version? of the technology is if you get a controller upgrade. And similarly for NetApp, I think they have something that's more along the lines of getting credit and building up credit over time. You know, how does that credit actually work? And and, and when and how often can you do controller upgrades? And again, at, at what level, right. you know? Because what we're trying to offer with Evergreen, because it's so simple to do it technologically, it's just a no-brainer for us to back you up and be on your side Mr. and Ms. Customer, you know, with investment protection and making sure that you can get the performance that you need and get the capacity that you need without breaking the bank.
0: Yeah. And this is where a quote from one of my old stodgy, grumbly bosses, imitation, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery lewds. I right. used to get that, and that's kind of where we yeah. are with this, it's right? 100%. It's just, and, you know, you know. With
1: the, the 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 key thing, and, and we've seen this time and time again, a lot of analysts have pointed it out too, Evergreen changed the market, yeah. and that is helping customers. Whether you're a customer of Pure or not, you may not even realize it, but, you know, we're proud of that, and that means that we got to stay on our toes and make sure that we keep it fresh. Like for we sure. said, we just for added sure. in the capacity consolidation for FlashBlades, so we're always looking for new ways that we can— make it even better for our customers.
0: That's a great way to wrap. Thanks for joining again on this uh, special one-year yeah. edition, Mr. thanks for Rickson. having me.
1: It uh, feels like a real honor.
0: Yeah, it was a blast to have you. Uh, you're fantastic. And thanks to you, uh, everybody out there that is listening and that you're subscribing and telling colleagues, we're just trying to grow this for you, keep bringing you great topics, uh, keep adding value so you keep understanding and learning more about what we're doing here at Pure. And if you've got any suggestions, uh, feel free to, uh, to, to send them in to us. Uh, there is the webpage, purestorage.com purereport pure uh, report, where you can get uh, a listing of all the episodes as well as a featured episode. And uh, we, we, we love getting your feedback and we're gonna keep these coming out to you. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Kevin Rickson. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.